on my gravestone it will say he watched more <laughs> kickboxer than the people that made kickboxer i don't want my cheese puffs to get moldy and, and old and stay <laughs> oh i've moved on to my, my little gummy snacks now uh, i'm glad my concept has grasped so <laughs> the hair is long and curly in this movie along with some good special effects i might add there will be no foolish wand waving or silly incantations in this podcast. As such, we don't expect many of you to appreciate the subtle science and exact art that is potion making. However, for those select few, we can teach you how to bewitch the mind and ensnare the senses. We can tell you how to bottle fame, brew glory, and even put a stopper in death. So, by Grabthar's hammer... And by the sons of Warvan, welcome to the Movie Freaks. I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm Jess Hicks. And I'm Eric Marner. Shoot the glass! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, uh, everyone. Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Good. I feel like we've been forever. Uh, that's because it has. We did a yeah. early week last time, yeah. and now it's a late week. Which I was like, means... what did I talk about last show? Yeah. I gotta go back. And... Which also means we have plenty of recently watched in between the two. That's oh, yes. Gonna be fun. Um, uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, so we have a show for you tonight, and we have the roulette. As usual, we're gonna talk about more about the prize stuff. We're gonna talk about some people that are dead, and then we're gonna do some recently watched. Um, Perfect, yes. So uh, let's start off with the roulette, where we force each other to check films out of our queue because we can't quite bring ourselves to push play on them. And as we most of the time do, we start with reviewing last week's movies. So that's where we'll start. Uh, hold on, let me double check here. I think I'm first. Yes, I'm first up this episode. Okay. Uh, unbranded, Pay the Ghost, and Lazarus Effect were the films I had unbranded. And I probably should have brought that up in the Netflix synopsis, but eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> so a bunch of cowboys, real cowboys, out west cowboys, big sky country cowboys, not like redneck, yeehaw, doofuses. Right. <laughs> not the ones that live here. Right. The kind, of, yes. the kind of cowboys I actually, that don't bother me at all. They just, yeah. they really are kind of naturalists, naturists, want to live off the land, yada, yada. Um. They decide, these, these four guys just graduate high school, and they decide to uh, take the, what do they call them? I think they call them Mustangs. They got a bunch of wild horses out that way on protected mm -hmm. government land. And they decide they're going to take some of these horses they're at, that are actually a nuisance, and uh, they'll spend a month with a professional trainer, then they'll, or they'll spend a couple of months with them, and then they're going to ride them from Mexico to Canada. Um and that's it. It's a documentary. It was entertaining. I, I mean, as far as that kind of thing can go, which isn't generally my cup of tea, uh, it was very obvious about three-fourths of the way through that these guys are fresh out of high school, mm -hmm. uh, having some beers and shenanigans and fighting and whatever. But I will say this for a documentary. It was expertly shot. It was shot so well. Uh, it was worth watching just for the cinematography and the photography. It was beautiful. Um, now, there were a couple of times on the complaint side, maybe this isn't a fair complaint, I'll let you guys decide, but uh, they, there was a couple of times where they're like, oh, it's hard, and you know, we're getting tired of riding, and you're, we're talking about a, I don't even know how long the time was, a month or two, maybe three, something like that, that they were traveling, 
And they're in the western side of the U.S., not during winter. It's like, it's raining sometimes, and yeah, it looks chilly, but it never looked like ice cold. What I'm getting at is, if you've ever watched the, uh, it's like a ten-part documentary uh, with Ian McGregor, where they ride their motorcycles. I've never seen that, but I, I know what you're talking about. That is a fantastic documentary show, whatever you want to call it. But they, they start in, like, England or something and ride east. And Holy they go, crap. dude, they go through the Ukraine and Russia and hardcore, hardcore. And I think that trip took a year. <laughs> and the, the trials and uh, travails of that trip make unbranded seem like a bunch of babies because <laughs> mm. they're just kind of lollygagging riding around and... i mean i'm sure that like riding around and everything would be really annoying and and, and tiring i mean you're outside and doing all that crap but yeah if you're not ha if you don't have to like ride through some really bad weather or anything like that then i don't know it just seems kind of <laughs> at worst it looked like it, it they had some heavy rain but it, it, it looked like it was fall, it, and it didn't look like they were dying of freezing. <laughs> then again, I can't, like, be outside for more than five hours without being annoyed with being outside. <laughs> so I can't really logically uh, uh, diss them for Oh, I agree. I'm not, saying, I'm, I'm not saying I'm saddling up some wild horses and I'm going to truck my ass, <laughs> happy ass, across the yeah. fucking country or something. No, yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> I guess somebody um, has to do it, but it's not going to be yeah, me. Yeah. But it was an entertaining uh, movie. Uh, Eugene, your your dad would love this. Oh, I'm sure he would. Yeah, the, this is he would. I think he would totally get a kick out of this. And I actually said something to my dad about it, uh, who has an affinity for certain documentaries, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I already watched that. That was pretty. Oh. Cool. He had the same review I did. But you, if you guys were, were interested in checking it out, I will tell you this: they're not annoying rednecks, and uh, like you might we might instantly jump to, and mm. it was unbelievably well shot. Like, when you say unbelievably well shot, like uh, Damnation, uh, which was one of the, like, that was one of the best documentaries I've seen in, in years. It, it looked like it cost $20 million. Wow. wow. I mean, okay. the HD and some slow-mo shots of them just riding around. Obviously, a lot of yeah. Sir, who feel it? I, what? Yeah, <laughs> what Jeff said. <laughs> now I can't say it again. Um, I said it once and that's it. <laughs> a lot of masturbatory shots. How about that? <laughs> yeah, they're perfect. Yeah, where they're like, we're riding side by side like, through like the river. Like Tarantino shots? Yeah, well, a little bit, but like in slow motion and water splashing up, but it's in like ultra HD slow ah. motion water droplets flowing. I'm like, wow, that is stunningly beautiful. Um but it was like, well, that didn't mean anything, but it was nice, nice and pretty. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, cool. unbranded. Okay. Eugene. Okay. Let's, so let's pay that, that ghost. Uh, <laughs> yes. So yeah, as with the title of last week's episode, wallowing in the slop with the pigs, we've got pay the ghost. Uh, uh, ghost. I just want to reiterate. For uh, just as a reminder that you willingly stuck with that, I did, I did, and I watched the entire thing without fast forwarding until you end had credits. Another option, it wasn't. I a did. Good option, you could have taken the, the Vinnie Jones versus the Pig. I mean, that was on yeah. the table. And the thing is, guaranteed, it was better than this. Although, although for what it's worth, this was not a zero star movie. Uh, this was there was 
a little tiny bit of redeeming uh, qualities in it. Now, that's, of course, coming from a horror fan. Uh, if this would have been anything but a horror movie, I would have loathed it. But it was technically pretty well shot. You could tell they had some sort of a budget going on. Uh, Nicolas Cage was his usual hamming it up, overacting, looking just sad. Sad. Uh, a couple, uh, and you can tell, like, the couple, like, there's no way in real life they would be married. Like, if they, it, no, the relationship doesn't work at all. But uh, something about a witch burned at the stake years and years ago, and then her kids come back, or something about his kid disappears for a year, and then on Halloween... The I something about uh, the ghosts come back. I can and, tell you paid a lot. Of oh, it was everything I could do to get through this thing. There uh, was but, a lot of Angry Birds played. During this oh, <laughs> oh, there was a lot of texting and playing on my phone, and then looking up and like, oh, there he is in his hair and things, and <laughs> his hair and things. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, so CGI ghosts, and then it ends. Ah, uh, okay, Jess. And it, and it was all well, at least 10 minutes shorter than the other one. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it was 10 minutes shorter. And, and But here's the thing. It's like, it was for a complete, if someone would don't doesn't care and it's like, what's on? Oh, here's a new movie on Netflix. Play. Oh, Nicolas Cage is in this. It's got an okay-ish story and okay-ish effects and mediocre. I mean, everything about it was just barely average, which is... I guess almost more than I was expecting, uh, but it was still, good lord. I mean, sometimes someone's going to give that guy a great role and it's going to be like, oh, that's right, Nicolas Cage, and boy, he's good in this. He's no, great. They already uh, gave him the great role that so he was going to get. It's done. It's done. It's, <laughs> ooh, ouch. Ooh. There's, there's no more left there. At yeah. best, we can hope for the season of The Witch 2, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, Unfortunately, I think that if if... His role would have been cast by, like, if there would have been someone else playing his character, I honestly probably would have been a little bit more invested in it. But I'm like, I'm watching this actor being paid to star in this movie because he is a name actor and he does not fit this, this lady's husband at all. And he's doing his Nicolas Cage shtick and it's not working <laughs> and it's just getting his paycheck. And, you know, it's unfortunate because there is, like I said, you know, the whole witch revenge thing. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And they'll literally pay the ghost as they have to pay the ghost in order to get their kid back. Is there any chance that this is a deep metaphor for Nicolas Cage trying to pay the ghost of the IRS or something? You know, like it could the be whole a, thing is ironic. And, and maybe it's... just wrote that specifically yes, for that reason. Yes. <laughs> and maybe it's brilliant. Maybe. But I know it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes, another... Uh, Tainted performance, uh, and another. I, what was the other Nicolas Cage movie that I watched that was just uh, god awful? Rage Cage, Rage. Yes, yes, Rage. Uh, this one here was better than Rage, strictly because it was it had ghosts in it, and that's just sad. 
And now we've officially spent too much time oh, on Well, it. on the upside, uh, Eugene has another Nicolas Cage movie that he has clicked on on Netflix, and therefore Netflix will suggest to him another Nicolas Cage movie when we yes. do that kind of roulette again. Yes. I want to eventually, I want to, my entire net, like, I click on the Netflix and every single movie, every single movie has a picture of Nicolas Cage on it. Everything. <laughs> All photoshopped heads. <laughs> All photoshopped heads. Yes, I'm just looking through Netflix right now. I'm House of Wax with Nicolas Cage. Lord of the Rings, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage, yes. That would be... Perfect. Mm. And then I would break my computer, yeah. <laughs> Being Nicolas Cage. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jess, Lazarus yes. Effect. So I got Lazarus Effect, and it was about as good as I anticipated it being. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so uh, basically, Lazarus Effect is a group of scientists who are played by Mark Duplass, Olivia Wilde, Donald Glover, and Evan Peters of American Horror Story fame, um, uh, have all... Uh, found out a way to bring things back to life so basically like they find out oh you bring things back to life they're not quite the same as they were when they were alive before so it's like a pet cemetery kind of deal but not nowhere near as good um it's directed by david gelb and i wanted to figure out what else he had done and this sort of makes sense to me he is actually more of a documentary filmmaker this is his first not documentary film hmm that was a pretty um, playful film coming from a documentarian. Yeah, yeah, but it seemed very empty. Like, I, it just seemed very like this is what we're doing, and we're not going to explore too much about characters or anything like that. Which sort of makes sense to me, being a documentary filmmaker. He doesn't have a whole lot of experience of writing and fleshing out characters. He's mm-hmm. dealing with people and things that already exist. Um, and I, my biggest issue with it is that I paused it. Like, right after they bring – Mark Duplass and, and Olivia Wilde are a couple, and they are also scientists, and, they, and they're all into this, and they're trying to – they find out that their their grant is being taken away, so they have to redo the experiment and bring a dog back to life like they did before. The experiment goes wrong. The dog dies, so they decide that – and they can't bring it back. So they decide that Olivia Wilde is going to try something different, and when she does, she gets electrocuted, and she then dies. So after that, they have to bring her back to life. And when she's back to life, they realize, oh, wait, she's not she's not right. And her brain is is uh, doing way more than any other person's human brain. She can finish people's sentences. She knows what they're thinking. She can hear thoughts. She can see things, stuff like that. And I paused it to get up and get a drink or whatever. And it's only an hour and 27 minute movie. And it only had about 27 minutes left right after she gets brought back to life. So it felt to me like the whole middle of this movie is missing because they basically, they bring her back to life and then that's it. And then she gets real and she starts going crazy, but there's nothing else really in the middle. So I I looked it up and evidently the cast and crew were on set for less than two months making this movie. Less than two months. (laughs) So that explains why the whole middle of the movie seems like it's just not there it's just beginning and end and that's it and i it could have been a lot better had it been more fleshed out i think um mark duplass who i know i've talked about and i don't generally like i think i've decided why i don't generally like him whenever he opens his mouth he sounds like he's talking down to somebody (laughs) he sounds so condescending and i just just want to punch him right in the face Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just every time he talks, it sounds like he's talking to a five-year-old. 
Like, I, no, I, don't do that. Don't do that. And I'm like, just why? Why do you talk like that? Why are you acting like somebody's dad all the time? <laughs> I can't argue with that. And it's not that I'm I'm truly defending the film. I just, I've watched so much worse that I was like, eh, all right, it was something. Yeah. No, it's, it's not, yeah, it's, I've definitely, it's not the worst movie I've ever watched. That's for sure. And, and it could, it, there's a lot of, there's stuff there that could be good. It's just that I don't think this director, I, I believe he wrote it as well. I could be wrong on that, but he just, he, he's a documentary filmmaker and I don't think he had a lot of experience flushing out characters and, and, doing a whole lot with plot development and story and thing like that. So it just seems empty and that it's missing a whole middle section where it's just like first act, third act, that's it. Okay. Bye. And, also it, and that's great. It, yeah. I don't, I don't, I like shorter movies like that, but it's just, eh, you missed a lot out on it. It could have also been a lot like he could have been director for hire. Like, you know, okay, this is his first feature movie now. And so here's the script. Shoot this from the, from that's the, true. From the and studio. It, yeah, it could be him wanting to move into, more fictional pieces and right. this is what they would allow him to yeah. do on like, a would... limited budget with limited two months time you know maybe it's a stepping stone and he'll he learned a lot we'll move forward hopefully yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what i think i mean because like i said it's it's not an inherently bad movie it's not badly directed it's not you know the acting is fine aside from mark duplass's <laughs> punchable face <Mark> duplassiness yeah <laughs> duplassius <Yeah. laughs> um so I would think that if you were a new to the like, if you were probably a young, I mean, this movie's rated PG thirteen. So say you're a younger horror fan now, and you're just looking in to like just start watching stuff. This would probably be an okay movie to start. That's a good would, point. Yeah, someone it's... like that would probably enjoy it a lot more than someone like me who's watched. I, you know, I've seen the okay, we brought somebody back from the dead, and they're not right. That that plot's been done a million bad. times. Yes, and it's been done a lot better yep. too. And maybe it's my my childhood love of flatliners you know because that's not yeah, a, that's that not a great that's not a great movie either nope but <laughs> i watched it at the right time and age where it was like this is scary and creepy and weird and you know somebody else could jump onto this the same way yeah i think that that's probably it's just not for me it's not for a seasoned horror yep. fan okay. i guess is what i should <laughs> definitely say. not a seasoned horror fans are more into reanimator and bright reanimator and <laughs> exactly things like that yeah anyway oh except not not enough that you'll actually go watch uh Banshee chapter. chapter. There it is again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I will watch that. I want to. <laughs> I assume Eugene, you you've been being pestered to watch it. Oh, he threw it on the roulette, <laughs> and I watched it, and it was a horror movie. I gave a thumbs up to, so he's not going to watch it because he's, <laughs> he's got shit to watch. <laughs> what? As I need to watch every later. Nicolas Cage yes, movie, which we'll be getting into later tonight. Yes, yeah. we will. <laughs> About the time he's ready to watch it, it won't be on Netflix anymore. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then he'll buy the Blu-ray, Yeah. and then he'll be pissed, because he'll be like, it wasn't that good. <laughs> or it was <laughs> Like, I didn't tell you to buy it. <sighs> okay, let's move on to the next part of Roulette, where we sell each other on the movies that we've picked for this week, and hopefully get somebody to check something off our queue. And I'm first up again. Um, first up is, I believe this is a documentary, In the Basement. Cameras capture intimate interviews with seemingly unremarkable homeowners, revealing surprising obsessions, fetishes, and private predilections. I thought that sounded uh, <laughs> right up Intriguing. my alley. Yes. Uh, and then there's this other thing <laughs> where, I'm trying to spell this right so I can get it just right, where if, there it is. Uh, Netflix seems to be making a lot of deals with uh, Mexico or something, because every now and then they get a, get bursts of 
Spanish films. A lot of I them. I saw that when I went to see what had been recently added. It was four. It was only like four movies, and they were all. Uh, on Spanish. the website I go to, I think it's like instantwatcher.com or something, um, yeah. they update it, um, I mean, as anything comes on, and yeah, first week of the month, boom, there was, uh, I would say 20 to 50 Spanish titles, and they all look very, uh, you're <sighs> risking it, big time. Um, hmm. Uh, wow. I screwed up. No, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking at it now, and I just I read the description on there, and it w- it sounded like a movie, but it says it's a TV show here. Oh, uh, well, there's two of them on Netflix. Hold on, I'm looking. I'm going to look at the other one. Okay, the other one is a movie. Okay, that's what we're going with. There's one that's a movie. Uh, Rosario Tijeras. I don't know. Every now and then we take a chance on one of these, and 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 this one looked like worth taking a chance. Uh, in this scorching thriller. Rosario Tierras is a sexy hit woman caught in a steamy love triangle while she works for urban drug lords in a crime-plagued pla- streets of Medellin, Medellin, I believe it's actually pronounced, Colombia, circa 1989. Uh, so I, I added it, and I thought, oh, we'll give that a chance, because we tried, like, here's why I added that one, actually, to be perfectly honest. We did the... Eugene, do you remember the one? It had a long title, but Machine Gun Woman something? Yes. Bring Me the Head of the Machine Gun Woman? Yes. Was that what it was uh, That's called? the one. Yeah. You liked that one, and I was like, eh. It, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I gave it a, I gave it a pass. Like, not bad. I was entertained all the way through. It's kind of bad, but, you know. It it's was like a combination of two different movies. Yeah, it was watchable. And then, um, I, maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed like it wasn't too much later that Gun Woman came around. And mm. the first thirds of both of those movies have a very similar feel, which is why I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to completely discount these movies because we, Gunwoman, we all agree, kicked total ass. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And lastly, I have from 2015, continuing 2015 and 2014 as being the year of the robot movie, uh, Uncanny. <laughs> A journalist visits an inventor who's made a groundbreaking leap in his work with humanoid robots. Does that sound familiar, Max Machina? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there was just a influx of robot movies the last two years, uh, as far as sci-fi goes. And you know what? Most of them actually turned out to be pretty good. Uh, maybe this one is two. Maybe you can find out for me. It's got three and a quarter on Netflix, so uh, up to you. Eugene, sell us your movies. Okay, so I had Jisui's Charlie. And uh, that is about the uh, the terrorist attacks in uh, Paris on the French mm-hmm. publication, a documentary. And it's one that I will definitely, well, regardless if it's chosen or not tonight, I definitely want to watch that one. I'm very interested in, in that. Um, next up is a movie called Uncle John. Uh, and this is another one I have never heard of before until... Uh, until it popped up on Netflix, but it sounds kind of cool, and the picture's cool. Uh, I tried it, to throw it on the roulette a couple of weeks ago, and then we did the the certain <laughs> oh, gotcha. Netflix suggestion. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this one here, when a rough customer in a small Wisconsin town disappears, some begin to suspect an unfailingly friendly local farmer. And uh, it's an independent movie, but it looks interesting. It's The two-hour runtime... Has me a little bit nervous, but it looks, just from the pictures, it looks like it would be maybe well-made and uh, possibly gem in the rough. Um, and then the last one is uh, one called Meet the Firm. And uh, actually, Meet the Firm, Revenge in Rio. And uh, this is about, uh, it, the net, The Netflix synopsis here is, if, you get, if you've got a score to settle, 
get these two on your team. What they do to the Russian mafia is sure to convince you. And it looks like a, do I dare say soccer hooligan type thing? Or that's something? what, yeah, that's what ah. the firm part is. Yeah. Like the, so yeah, who, who knows? Some of those, you know, are like Green Street Hooligans is a great movie, I think. So I agree. You never know. That's my. Those are my three. Jess. All right. All right. So up first for me is uh, Trophy Kids. It is a documentary. It's from the director of Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Comes an intense look at overbearing parents in sports. The film asks the questions. Asks the question: Do we want what's best for our children, or do we just want them to be the best? So. It's uh, it's basically a documentary about all those parents we love to hate. Yes. Who just mm. can't stop <laughs> pestering their kids to, to, to live vicariously through them. So my second one is Frank, which has been sitting in my queue forever and me ever too. and ever. Me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one of you will choose it. Mm. But John, a young wannabe musician, discovers he's uh, bitten off more than he can chew when he joins an eccentric pop band led by the mysterious and enigmatic Frank who wears a giant cartoony head all the time, I guess. It's got Maggie Gyllenhaal and Michael Fassbender in it, though. So Not that you'll ever know. Decent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but. <laughs> and the last one I have is, um, looks just like some really crappy Netflix horror, but I thought Eugene might be interested. <gasps> oh, you know Perfect. he is. <laughs> Perfect Sisters from 2014. It's got that teen girl thing going on. Yep, he's teen in. Girl Added. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of their mother's alcoholism and a string of her abusive boyfriends, two sisters plot to kill her. Oh. Hmm. So there we go. Those are my three. I love that. Hmm. It says, that sounds shitty. I think I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's from the Netherlands. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, it's just reader central here. I, it's all, all I've been watching lately. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I get to pick first, okay. and I'm not going to waste any time. Trophy Kids, <sighs> I mean, that just sounds like an hour and a half of me wanting to punch the TV. Yep. I, that will just <laughs> infuriate me. I mean, you guys have kids, so you can yeah. probably relate oh, to it a lot more than I would. Yeah. So, I mean, like not relate to it, but like to sympathize with like, oh my god, I would never do that to my child. Eric, Eric, have you watched the uh, the director's other movie, that bigger, stronger faster documentary what is that is that about football um i believe that's about uh steroid use it was a really really good documentary no i haven't oh i liked that one that was good so it is i mean so the guy can make good documentaries oh well i I mean that sounds more interesting to me than trophy kids just because i i don't know that trophy kids just sounds like something i'll be mad at yeah Yeah. Um, (laughs) but it does sound intriguing i'd rather hear one of you guys talk about it i'm gonna take meet the firm that I know it's a bit of a long shot, but I'm hoping maybe I didn't get a subtitled one this time. I've, I've watched a <laughs> I've watched a shitload of subtitled movies this month, my friends. Yeah. It's so it's not just like I'm I'm just oh I can't stand to read. I have I have a legit reason for not liking that. <laughs> no, the I the older understand I get, that. Yeah. I don't understand people who refuse to watch subtitled movies, but I oh, do. No. I definitely have to be in like a certain yeah. mood. Like I I can't just turn on. I'm absolutely not that. I, my my frustration comes from it taking my eye away from the full photographed frame, and it's not a fault yeah. of the film so much as I'm dumb and don't know twenty languages. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, meet the firm. I'll, I'll dive on that one. Okay, uh, Eugene. Uh, so uh, I think that I'm going. I mean, I, part of me wants to go with Perfect Sisters, of course, because mm-hmm. it's it's that silly horror movie, but. 
I think that I'm going to go with Uncanny strictly because the director of Uncanny also made Dead and Breakfast, and I love Dead and ah. Breakfast. Can I, uh, I can I take that. that off my list? Is it too late to uh, replace that? <laughs> no. I, I hated Dead and Breakfast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I hated the first uh, half of Dead and Breakfast because I turned it off. Oh, it's so funny. And <laughs> Oh, I didn't laugh once. Didn't even smile. <laughs> I, thought, I have not seen it. Oh, it's so funny. I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it's got Mike Myers in it, right? No, no, no. Am I thinking of something else? No, Dead no and I'm Bro- thinking of I Married a It's got one of them brothers in it. They're like a twin brother in that movie. Uh, twin brother, P- Peter yeah. something. Um, I, G- one of the okay. I'll look it up. Jeff- Jeremy Jeremy Sisto is the main star. Sisto, of it. there's the he, his brother acts too. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not sure, but I I've watched <laughs> that movie so many times, and it's just it cracks me up every time. So anyway, <laughs> well, I'm still curious about it because it's a robot movie and sci-fi, yeah. and you know, me and robots we're best of friends. We'll find out later. <laughs> you, yeah, uh, Jess, go ahead. So I'm going to take um, your documentary, Eric. What's it was? What was it called about the house people? In the basement. Yes, that one. Oh. I'm going to take in the basement because that sounds intriguing. I thought I might snag you with that one. That's yeah. That, that sounds right. I'm really that. anything that like goes into uh, like I, I recommended serial killer culture to Eugene. Yeah. Anything that goes into like seemingly ordinary people and finding out their weird things <laughs> yeah. that they're in love with that I am absolutely fascinated. Well, so Frank Frank will live to see another day then, obviously. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm probably still not going to watch it. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Anytime soon. Eventually, one of us is going to be yeah. Again. One of us is going to be like Nick Cage movie or Frank. Okay, ne- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or better yet, hey listeners, if you've seen it, why don't yeah. you give us a suggestion? Should we watch it or should we just convince go us on to watch it? it? There, that's right. I like that. I'm All pouring right, a drink. Just we'll just just wait. I'm, yeah. Just hold on. I'll, we'll get back to the show in a minute. Get it, you know. Okay. Uh, Priorities. Anything else for roulette? I think that wraps it up. Yeah. Ready to move on? Okay. We're going to do a real quick uh, second segment here. Uh, Prize. We we announced that we're going to do a prize giveaway. And as time. That's right. As time has gone on, I thought of all kinds of problems and so invented more rules, (laughs) which we're going to present right now. You must be in the lower 48 states. I'm not shipping this shit overseas. And none of us are, because no. have you ever done that? It's ridiculous. Uh, it so. really, really, really is. <laughs> yes, I, I it is. I sent, like, a movie, and it was ridiculously expensive. I was like, this is stupid. I'm never I'm never sending anything to anybody who lives overseas. I sent, Sorry. I sent a poster to a friend <laughs> in Germany, and it cost three times what the poster cost just to send yep. it. It was like, my God. Um, you can't win two prizes in a row. We're doing kind of a monthly prize giveaway. You can't do two in a row. So if you happen to win a second month in a row, it's void. The prizes will roll over, and then you will have another chance uh, until somebody else wins. Age restrictions. Now, we're some of the prizes are going to be movie-centric or movies themselves. And if it happens to be that somebody who wins is like a 13-year-old, you're not going to get your own copy of Cannibal Holocaust. Sorry. Yeah. So we reserve the right to change the prize based on your age. We don't want your parents hunting us down. It's not that we don't want you to see the movie. It's just yes, we don't want to right. your parents We don't want to get sued. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we have nothing. It's a free podcast. Yep. <laughs> I mean, your parents can take all my student loan debt. That's fine. Mine too. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, um, I wanted to announce February uh, prize contest is going to be our usual Oscar contest. We've been, we're going to 
obviously be doing this themed thing with uh, Jess's Top 100, but for February, it's going to be the annual Oscar contest, where white people give more white people prizes. <laughs> Whee! Um, uh, I obviously will announce those categories in a later pod, and then everybody can throw in their two cents and their entries, and uh, I, I will take over that prize, as I always do, and send you something wonderful. If not wonderful, at least it'll be free. Uh, but Jess, do you have a category to announce for us for this month? So I was going through my, uh, as you all know, obviously we're getting started here soon with my top 100, and I was going through all my my honorable mentions, and this is really difficult. (laughs) This is really hard. I can't wait. You think 150 movies is like, that's a lot of movies, but once you put it down, you're like, I'm missing so many other movies that should be on this list. I, I revel in your pain. Yep. My uh, 50 through 25, I noticed a lot of, uh, my theme was a lot of sort of kid movies, um, but movies from that I enjoyed when I was a kid that I still enjoy now as an adult, and that kind of had that nostalgia factor for me. So my theme here is uh, uh, favorite childhood memory associated with... Nostalgia movie. Yes, nostalgia movie. So. Something around that. So, so uh, I was thinking we could do a contest on whoever gives us a hilarious story about a kid movie that they absolutely still like to watch even to this day. <laughs> so uh, even if you are like a 45-year-old man that still loves fucking Aladdin or whatever, yeah. <laughs> I want to know about yeah. it. Unless I'm, unless you're from the Philippines, then yeah, yeah maybe not <laughs> fucking Aladdin. Yeah. I still want to know about it, but yeah. <laughs> but we're not shipping to the Philippines. No, no. you're yeah. disqualified. But please yes. tell us your story anyway. We would love to hear it, <laughs> and so would the FBI. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, send us an email to moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Tell us your m- uh, favorite nostalgia movie from when you were a kid. Maybe give us a little anecdote as a bonus, and we'll kind of randomly pick a winner. And it's yeah, we'll throw your name in a hat, and we'll exactly. I, don't, I I'm not gonna like just pick you because you have the funniest story, or you know, eh, maybe we'll see. I yeah. might cheat. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that's your entry fee or entry fee. That's that's the way you get entered into this contest. Send us an email to moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. And then Eugene, you have the prize for this month. What's I do. Should we announce yes. the prize too? We should, yes, okay. because yes. It, it is a doozy of a prize. It'll uh, encourage people to. to participate. It will, yeah. And I thought, you know, because I had, uh, I came up with the first prize, and so I thought what would be cool is to uh, to give away a Blu-ray of my personal favorite director. And instead of giving away one movie, why not give away three movies? So um, the first prize is a triple feature of uh, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, A Clockwork Orange, and The Shining, all on Blu-ray. And they are yours for the taking, whoever has uh, the story that ends up being the winner on on the show. So the there you go. In the that yes. is a nice set of movies right yes, there. Yes, it is. And please include your age on the email. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Yeah. And um, if you lie to us, we will yes. find you. <laughs> no, no we, we won't. And we don't care because we have evidence that you lied to us That's in the true. email. So it's yeah. the, that way you can't sue us. <laughs> So hopefully, hopefully that's an enticing uh, prize. It's free. You know, you all you have Blu-ray, to do is right? it's Blu-ray. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Honestly. I mean, those are three really, really solid movies. Yep. That probably will appear on my top 100 somewhere. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Ah, also, everybody, peek. lower your expectations for future prizes, because they might not be that good. We better get in now. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to make this first contest really, really enticing. Yeah. So. <laughs> and that's, seriously, that's why I'm like, you know what? Let's just go for broke on the first one. Stanley Kubrick, we're going to... And I saw that there was a triple feature out of three of his best movies, so why not? At least, in my opinion, three of his best movies, so... There you go. Ah, that's not an opinion. That's a fact. And if you disagree, yes. you're wrong. You're wrong. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quickly on what we wanted to touch. Uh, moving on from the uh, prize contest. Um, we wanted to do an RIP segment because too many people Unfortunately are... that we have to. Uh, yes, they're, they're dropping like flies. And I know everybody else in the world does this, but it's it's gotten too thick lately. It, recently, we just have to talk about a couple of them. Sending off some of the people who we've grown up watching or listening to. Uh, I have on my list here Angus Scrim. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes. Phantasm, the tall man, which I desperately need to see again. I have seen it, but it's been years. And I just, I I know what a legend uh, that movie is, or how legendary it is, I should say. Yeah. Um, David Bowie. That was a gut punch at 69. Yeah, that really, that, that killed me. Yeah. Right. And lastly, this one was the hardest one for me, because I have a lot of respect for Bowie, but Alan friggin' Rickman died today. Yeah, and, me too. Yeah. That's that's the big one for me. And David Bowie is right there too, but Alan Rickman, I'm like, what? And it's probably because because David Bowie just passed away as well. It's like, and Angus it's Rickman, like, come on, enough. Yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. just, I couldn't, when I... I mean, David Bowie probably. For, I um, I'm a huge Alan Rickman fan, but I think David Bowie meant a lot more to me, um, throughout my life rather than Alan Rickman, who I kind of discovered as I got older. Yeah. Um. So when I found out that David Bowie died, I I actually believe my exact words were, "What son of a bitch." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because my fiance Jason woke me up at five a.m. to tell me this. And that's because that's how much I love David Bowie. He that he that he needed to wake me up and tell tell me because I was really bummed. And I mean, I'm glad that you know at the nightlight, I'm I'm glad I work where I do, where I can make, you know, I can kind of honor these people, in a in a way, and how, how we're doing a labyrinth. You know, we're doing two labyrinth screenings, and actually, we're going to be doing a third. Wow. So, yeah. But, you know, and that's the best way that I think that I can honor David Bowie, and yeah. I'm glad that I got to. But Alan Rickman, man, that's just, that sucks. That's yeah. so, and it was just so out of nowhere. I mean, so is David Bowie. Yeah. We've, I think we've heard inklings that he was sick throughout the years, and that's why he wasn't doing tours and stuff for his last album, and, and obviously this one. But Alan Rickman's just, like, he was fine. Like, I thought he was totally fine. Yeah, yeah apparently then, not. Boom, nope. He had cancer. Yeah. Which oh, is why like, got David Bowie, too. Yeah, and so and w- like with Bowie, I guess that didn't shock me quite as hard because in my mindset, I th- I associate him with like late sixties, early seventies, you know, uh, music and, and mm-hmm. partying and rock star life, and so in my mindset, he's already like eighty, and it's a yeah. and like Keith Richards, it's amazing he's in, alive. Like, rock star yeah, years. right, yeah. <laughs> right. So it's a, it's generally just amazing he's alive. So when he died, I was like, oh, that sucks. I really liked him, but you know, he lived probably lived kind of hard, whatever. And Alan Rickman, I was like, oh, that's some bullshit. Like, but then yep. then you see it's like, oh, they're the same age. I know, it's crazy. But like Rickman, he didn't, from the memes that I, you know, obtain all my knowledge on, 
uh, he didn't start acting till he was, or his movie acting until he was 46. Yeah, no, he didn't get in until later on. I think with what, like, what was his first movie? It wasn't Dogma, was it? No, Die Hard. No, Die. Well, yeah, Die Hard. But I, I mean, I'm not saying it's his first on, movie, but that was. Yeah, Die Hard would have been his first movie that we all. Yeah, probably recognize him, him from. Well, actually, fun. This is actually a conversation I was having with Jason. Is that you know, Jason's a little. He's a little bit older than I am, and so he obviously he associates Alan Rickman with. Die Hard and Hans Gruber. Gruber. I, being the age I am, growing up with Harry Potter, I always recognize him as Snape. Yeah. So there's sort of a generational difference there, but it's it's just, oh man, Snape was just such a huge character, and Harry Potter was just such a huge part of my childhood, and when the whole cast and everything was announced and it was all just so perfect that we were all like, that's everybody that w- that's exactly how we pictured them in the books. And it's just, oh, man, like that's part of my childhood that just died. Just yeah, his, his character was so perfectly ca- actually so many of them were so perfectly cast. But I read all the books and Snape, that was he was perfect in that role mm-hmm. as Professor Snape. And it's just and not just that, but uh, the other one, the um, uh Oh, the comedy, the, the Star Trek one that I, I did. Oh, Galaxy uh, Quest. Yeah, Genius. Galaxy Quest. I, that was so good. And he is half of the reason why that movie is so good is his deadpan humor in that movie worked brilliantly. It's, his voice is just amazing. It is. And that's make just everything. I got his yeah. IMDb up. His He did uh, some TV and his very first actual theatrical movie was 1988 Die Hard. Wow. So then, then uh, quickly down under Robin. I'm just hitting the highlights. Yeah. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, he was good in that. He Yo, was good in that mm-hmm. one. He's great in that one. Michael Collins. I think Perfume, the story of murder. Galaxy Quest, Dogma. All great. Harry Potter, King of the Hill. Heh. Um, <laughs> he was in Sweeney Todd too, and he was good. Yes, in he was. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the robot. Yeah, the robot What's the voice point here? of life? What's the point of living? <laughs> Perfume, the story of a murder is a masterpiece. That is yeah, so is. good. Uh, yeah, more Harry Potter. Like fifteen Harry Potter movies. <laughs> uh, Alice in Wonderland was just freaking horrible. I'm not going to blame him for that. Uh, yeah, but he was good as the caterpillar. He was fine as the caterpillar. CBGB. I want to watch that one. I watched that one. And. I know you didn't uh, give it a loving. Oh, it looks like he did Alice Through the Looking Glass, the sequel. It looks yeah, like he got his voice work done. He was in that, done. and uh, Eye in the Sky well, is it's not out movie yet. that's come. It's not coming out. I just watched, actually, weirdly enough, I watched the trailer for it, like, the other day, and I was like, oh, Alan Rickman's in it. That's cool. And then I, I went to sleep, and I woke up, and he died, because oh. evidently, if I sleep now, <laughs> British people Someone... die. <laughs> and I'm really sorry, England. That's not my fault. I didn't, I didn't try to do that. Yeah. I'm as devastated as you are. Oh. She has oh. newly developed insomnia for your health. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, is you know, Lemmy passed away, and I have a feeling that Lemmy is probably from the UK as well, or he's from somewhere over yeah, in the Yeah, he is. Europe, he's British. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so Jess, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah I, I'm really sorry, Motorheads. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's been a crazy last month of just all these, you know, cultural, uh, these relevant people in our pop culture are passing away. It, it feels like someone has, like, it feels like a celebrity has died every day this month. 
Yeah, it does. Right now, John Cleese is ordering ninjas to shoot you with caffeine darts. I'm really going to be upset if I kill Ian McCollin. That's going to be really... Oh, man. I know. We are jinxing, like, all of Hollywood right now on our show. As tomorrow we wake up and we just find out that Hollywood They all dropped dead. They blew up. We're yeah, all going to have end. emails from, yeah. from Hollywood going, okay, guys, uh, okay, can't do your enough. show anymore. Yes. We need the Brits. We need them. Yes. Come on. Yes. <laughs> well, at any rate, rest in peace to the tall man and David Bowie and... Yes. Metatron, the voice of God. Yes. I appreciated them very much. Desperately miss all of you. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to more happier stuff. Recently watched. Uh, damn it, I gotta go first again. Um, I guess I teased it last episode, so we gotta talk about it. Terminator Genesis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was the best thing you've ever watched, right? Uh, no. No, no not, not so much. Um, Look, I'm I'm watching the trailers. Uh, we're get we're going into spoilers because I feel like the trailer spoiled the movie anyway. So it doesn't I, matter if you anything. haven't seen this movie, you don't need to. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to quite go that far. Um, uh, well, uh, just hang on. This movie has received more than enough hate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jess is not hearing any no, of it. I'm, I'm not. Do you have any <laughs> bad horror movies no. in your collection? Then Lord leave my I... leave my bad science fiction alone. <laughs> damn it! Come on. Fair enough. All but right. I'm only ups- as upset as I am because I actually thought for a minute that it would be good, and I was when? terribly, terribly when? wrong. What yeah. minute? Because the first trailer I saw, I was like, oh, God, what, you're going that direction? Because I hate that direction. <laughs> and for every trailer I saw, I was like, well, I don't like that. Well, don't do that. But there was a fair amount of misdirection in some of those trailers, and they actually, as I was, so my, my expectations were in the toilet. Um, but as the movie went along, it was like, oh, that was kind of interesting, and oh, those special effects are really good, and that was kind of interesting, I kind of liked that idea and that concept, that was kind of cool, they they telegraphed a lot of the things they were going to be doing, so it wasn't a big surprise when anything really happened, and it, it because it was already spoiled in the trailer, or they were telegraphing in, during the movie, as far as, you know, like Arnold in the liquid body, was like, oh, I saw that coming, you know, a mile away, and that's fine, it was, the effects all worked perfectly. Uh, the biggest problem here is that Jay Courtney, anything is, he is just, he is awkward and miscast and not good. And my God, like <laughs> Kyle Reese in the original is, he's kind of a scrawny, skinny guy. This guy is like huge, big buff ripped dude. And it's like, yeah, well, it's you're, all, you're taller different, than It's a Arnold. different age. You're, t- but still, he just, it. He now just everyone is, has to be beautiful. He's fumbling around like, duh, huh, what, duh, just. <laughs> He's such a moron. I, you guys both said that uh, Khaleesi was miscast, and I'm going to disagree with that. I'm not going to say she performed, the, you know, a masterpiece role here or anything, but I think she looks a hell of a lot like uh, Hamilton, Linda Hamilton, a younger version. And so in that respect, she kind of worked. It's just that Jay Courtney is like this reverse magnet for bad acting, and people around him are just repelled. Like, even when they're, like, hugging, I'm like, Ugh. I don't want to even it, be in I, the same it's, room I don't know what's you. happening. I don't know. It's, uh, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. What's, what? Don't hug. Don't hug anymore. Quit hugging. <laughs> he tries to have human interactions, and it's just, it's weird. And I, I don't want to rip him to shreds, because the dude's trying, but it just, he's not bad. He just is mediocre and doesn't work. It's very discouraging. Um, and another thing I was thinking about while watching this movie 
you know, if you if you disconnect a little bit from the greatness that is part one and the epicness that is part two, we've just had three bad sequels in a tri- uh, uh, in a series, in a saga, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And and any one of those movies, as bad as they as you want to rip on them va- validly, as bad as they are, they're still better than most shitty science fiction movies. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I I get what you mean there. I mean, you can really do a lot of shit like with with sci-fi, and a lot of it gets it it's overdone god and awful. bad. Go, and just look, go look at sci-fi channel movies, and you know, like the sci-fi Precisely. genre is so hard because you can't get away with a cheap budget like horror, you know, and good right. If you have a cheap budget and good writing and horror, you can get away with a great movie. But sci-fi yeah. has the element of technology. You have to, to have it. some it needs money. that budget. Yes. At least Well, no. De- no it, like, it depends on your subject matter. I'll get, I know where yeah. you're going, Eugene. It depends ex- on your subject. Ex machina is immediately yeah, comes to mind. I agree. Yeah. But in that respect, this the like the that's why I mentioned the special effects look so good. It I was entertained by that, and it was interesting watching him ham it up. Uh, Arnie ham it up, and I liked some of the things they did. There are uh, uh, gaping plot holes, and I'm not telling people that this is a good movie. I'm just saying that a subpar Terminator sequel, which uh, we've now had three, <laughs> is still more entertaining than a lot of shitty sci-fi that's out there. That's all I'm saying. You could do a lot worse. Yes. And you could. I, I would agree with let's that. Let's put it this way. I'm more likely to rewatch this film than I am a, a, a lot of friggin' uh, roulettes I've watched. That's got to be something, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. Okay, Eugene, go on. Uh, give us your review of the uh, sequel to the movie that you absolutely freaking hated. Uh, what? Oh! <laughs> go on. Go on. Continue oh, that one. Criticize me. <laughs> oh, that one. Um, well, wait, wait, but wait. I, what, 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 what one? No, I feel like I'm out of the loop well, here. Am I, am I, am I, up? oh yeah, I'm done. Or, oh, okay. Also, so Genesis, uh, yeah. which, what's your final score on that? Just oh, curious. Oh boy. I mean, uh, four out of 10, which okay. is a, which is a thumbs down. Yeah, that's probably what I would, yeah. I guess. Some, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I probably if I would go back to my reviews and see what I gave it, I probably gave it a two out of five. I'd be the uh, same. Uh, on my, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, we're probably yeah. That's what I would have given it. Um, I will say that Arnie did have a couple funny lines, and his his crazy smile is humorous in it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it gets an extra half star for being called Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that, that I think that cuts down a star. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. Uh, I'll tell you that other guy uh, who's actually a great actor. Jason Clark, I'm yes. guessing. He's a great yeah, he's a good he's actor. A great actor. He was by far the worst miscasting in this film. He was Oh, he was so miscast. He was, horrible. he was absolutely horrible. Yeah. Anyway, meh, moving on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um okay, see no evil part two. Oh, yes, you hated the first one. You got in a big fight about it, you were mad at me. Uh, and so you're like, oh, the second one, I should watch that. Well, yeah. Just, it's, just so I know that I'm thinking of the right movies. You know, Evil has Kane in it, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. From, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's, just making sure. Uh, yeah. Big fight. AKA, Big fight. AKA Glenn Jacobs. No. Because um, it's been a long time since I oh, watched that. Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, this movie. Uh, so it's directed by the uh, ladies that did um, 
I guess Sisters directed this movie, and they also made American Mary, which I I hated. I, what? I, oh, we're gonna fight. What was American yeah. Mary? Oh, I did it's got not. Got Catherine like that Isabel movie. in it, and she's a medical student who has to start stripping. Oh, for extra I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch yeah. the movie. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, I bought the Blu-ray, watched it, and like, nope, sold it. Um, so Jess, you might like this, maybe? Well, I didn't like the first <laughs> one. So hated the oh, first one. Oh, it's got one. Danielle Harris and Catherine Isabel in it? So, and Catherine, Oh, it's, yeah. it's the Soska sisters. Yes, yes. So hated the first oh, one, hate the directors, pushed play on this. <laughs> Just for- <laughs> but it's a, it's a slasher movie. Be honest, Eugene, did you push play for Catherine Isabel and Danielle Harris? I, I you know, actually, I would. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, seriously, for I what it's worth, I'm honestly, uh, Daniel Harris, yes, I, I think she's awesome. I love Daniel Harris. And that is her, seriously. She's like the nicest person ever. Well, she's I just bet. so I, sweet. Yeah. And seriously, she is probably the main reason that I watched the movie because I'm like, I, I like her. Uh, and she usually, there's, she brings something extra to the movies that she's in. And she was easily the best part of See No Evil Part 2. This was a hair better than the first one. But seriously, this is. See No Evil Part 1, but set in a morgue. That is, that is it. Like, I think that, the, that those sisters, I think they bring their own quirkiness to it, cause it has, it feels kind of like American Mary a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. See No Evil Part 2. It's, they definitely like, have a style. And, and that style is in this, but it's all, it's big lumbering, Professional wrestler. I don't want to cut you off, but are we going to spend this much time on See No Evil 2? Do, an, <laughs> no. do another review. Cause we yeah, so, okay, so I gave it one and a half out of, okay, next up, um, <laughs> um, I gave it nothing. It's terrible. Moving on. Yeah, no, I, no it, it wasn't, it, it was not awful. It was worth, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> next. And next up is, uh, let's go with something completely opposite. I'm going to, uh, very, very quickly review one of my favorite uh, in fact, I probably did this. In, ah, shit. I did this in my top 100. Was Prom Night my top 100? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to do that again. I, I, we okay. already reviewed That's fine. that. Um, uh, so I'm going to review real quick and then we'll move on. Uh, Dario Argento's Phenomena. I rewatched Phenomena on Blu ray. I love that and movie. It's so good. Best uh, score he's ever done. Yeah. It, it's fantastic. The score is so good. The directing is so good. This is, I think, you know, Dario Argento, he has his classics, like everybody loves Deep Red and Suspiria. Um, I think that Phenomena holds its own with, with the best of what Dario Argento did. I agree. Back in, I agree. Back in the seventies and eighties. And in fact, even, sometimes even more so watching this again with Jennifer Connelly. This is, I believe, Jennifer Connelly's first or second role. Uh, and she's a teenager in it. But yeah, it's I think just... she's like her first or second. Because in well, Labyrinth, Labyrinth, she's like close. 17 or oh, something. Oh, wow. Or wow. 19 well, is... or something okay. like that. I don't know. So this is about a uh, young Too girl. Too young for David Bowie. That's how old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a young girl, she she's, uh, goes to a boarding school and uh, she has this connection with insects. She's able to connect with insects. And uh, there's also a, a murderer on the loose. And there's just everything in the kitchen sink is thrown into this movie. And that's what makes it so good is it's not just a slasher movie. It's a supernatural movie mm-hmm. and it's got goblin coolness going on with the score and it's and some random and it's, metal mi- music in the middle. Yeah, random <laughs> metal music. And then a, uh, a chimp that's, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. And of course, of course, it also has Donald Pleasance. The great Donald Pleasance is in this movie. 
but okay, uh, filmography. Her first one was a Yuri for a Shocker. I didn't know this. Uh, 1984, Once Upon a Time in America. Oh, wow. Oh, I love that movie. De Niro. Huh. Good mm-hmm. stuff. That's a great movie. Uh, Seven Minutes in Heaven, and then Phenomena, and then Labyrinth in 86. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, Good. well, anyway, yeah, I mean, and this is an older movie. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it is a great movie to revisit, or if you've never seen it before, and you're interested in Euro horror, especially Dario Argento, it is a, I think, I don't want to say lesser scene, but it kind of it kind of gets un, uh, overshadowed by Suspiria and Deep Red and uh, even uh, Tenebrae. I think that those almost overshadow this one. See, I feel like Tenebrae gets the less love, like the least amount of love. As it should. Of those four movies. Ah, no, no, it no, shouldn't, no, Eric. No. I love that movie. Hey, I love it, too. It was a great Mystery Science Theater time I had with it. Uh, ah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. Tenebrae is great. Yeah, go Stories on. Yes, Continue to give is. me hell about Genesis, a movie I gave a thumbs down to. Jess, two from you, please. Yeah. All right. So I had a pretty late uh, couple of weeks here. I've been really super busy, but I got a couple things from Screen Factory, and one of them was a movie called Sunny Boy from 1989, starring John Carradine. I'm sorry, David Carradine and Brad Dourif. Which Okay, I'm sold already. Yep. But uh, here's the uh, synopsis. A small town crime boss accepts delivery of a stolen car only to find that there's a baby in the back seat. He and his transvestite wife cut out the boy's tongue and raise him as a mute and train him to kill on command. Oh, Lord, this sounds good. Yeah. So you want to know who his wife is? <laughs> David um... Carradine. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes. Would it surprise you to know that I have watched a movie more fucked up than that this week? Because I have. <laughs> not going to well, lie. We will get to you. But first, we need nice. to do this. Because Sunny Boy, when I read that, I was like, okay, this is going to be kind of a goofy, for laughs, really campy thing. And it actually, it turns into a much more serious and tone movie. Like, I mean, the the kid grows up. We follow the kid as a baby then growing up and we the majority of the movie takes place after he's like 17 or 18 and he's like he doesn't want to kill but he he's falling in love but he can't talk to anybody and it's just it's his sort of struggle with that but my favorite part of this movie is brad dourif because i love brad dourif i can't help myself anything that he's in i will watch and it doesn't matter how terrible it is and he's just sort of a goofy crime he's just a goofy thief he's the one that steals the car and ends up with the baby in the back seat. And basically, if this movie hadn't come out in 1989, if it had come out before 1986, this could have just been the prologue of David uh, of uh, Brad Dourif's character from David Lynch's Blue Velvet. Ooh. Because it's it he's that's that's it like that's his character. It's pretty much he was over here hanging out with with David Carradine. And this crazy fucked up family. And then when that shit goes south, he's just like, okay, well, I'm going to walk away and I'm going to join up with Dennis Hopper later on. (laughs) Which is always a great decision. Right, exactly. (laughs) Oh, of course, yes. (laughs) And he he laughs so much in the movie and it's just the Chucky laugh over and over again. And that cracks me up every time. Mm -hmm. But I, I had fun. I mean, I enjoyed this movie. I wanted it to be a little more absurd than it was it was it was definitely more serious but i i'm glad i saw it it was something that i had never heard of that i'd never watched and it just kind of came to me and i was like all right i will check this out david carradine's very interesting as a transvestite 
And I, I, I would recommend it, especially to Eugene. I don't know yes. necessarily, Eric, that it, it would be your cup of tea. I would give it to you if you wanted to borrow it. But Eugene, I think you should definitely for oh, sure yeah. check I'm, it out. I'm all about it. It will be in your mailbox. That sounds pretty interesting. Excellent. And as far as David Carradine transvestite, it couldn't be uh, any more awkward than what Dog Day Afternoon. Like, yeah, it, that's true. Same level. My opinion, and I mean, he does. He doesn't look too bad. I mean, as a lady, mm. he just looks like an older lady. Ugh. So yeah, I had, I enjoyed it. I, I'm glad I got that in the mail. So thank cool. you, Stream Factory. Oh, I watched something so messed up this week. Ah, yeah, get into that. <laughs> it, it makes that seem candy coated. Uh, give me another one, Jess, please. Yeah. So I uh, finally got around to one of the movies that Eugene had let me borrow. It's a little past Christmas time, but it snowed the other day, and I thought, why not? So I watched To All Good Night from 1980, directed by David Hess. And um, the plot is fairly basic. It's just some teens in a sorority house stay home for Christmas, have their boyfriends over, and then a guy in a Santa Claus suit comes to kill them. It's it's Black Christmas and basically every other 80s slasher movie you've ever seen, but not anywhere <laughs> near as good. Oh, my God. <laughs> This movie is like it's like eighty some minutes or something like that, and it feels about three hours long because there are about nine thousand characters, and they're all awful. They're all terrible, and the the Santa Claus that you know how like in, in in slasher movies when the killing starts, it's usually okay. This is all gonna occur in one night until the movie's over. That is not the oh, case for this no. movie. No, it, it happens over a set of like days, and I'm they're they're just I'm like you're not noticing that your friends are gone. You're just like oh they must be I don't know they must be out making out in the car like for three days. You didn't <laughs> notice that they didn't come back. <laughs> did, did you like the quirky weird music in it? I or? did. That was about the only thing. <laughs> 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 I did like that, and actually, you know what? That's not the only thing. The kills in this movie are great. David, yeah. I mean, I you know, I wasn't expecting a lot from a David Hess-directed movie. I, I, I don't know you why. Should. I just assumed that David Hess would not be a good director, and, and guess what? I was right. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the kills, the kills are really good. Yeah, yeah. I liked the twist ending. Well, I don't want to say too much because it's, uh, you know... <laughs> I guess yeah. I guess there's there's not one there's not one listener out there that's going to be like I should go watch that. No, no I'm I'm listening right now and I know how you've talked about it before and I'm like I still need to check that one. <laughs> it's Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> well, at the beginning of the movie, it's set in the past, and somebody you know one of the sorority sisters from sorority past gets accidentally killed because her sorority sisters are being bitches because that's that's how they are in the movies. Yeah. Um, and so you can gather what happens from there as we go on into the future <laughs> but it's just my favorite kill though and i was it was such a great pun with one of the the girls gets her head chopped off and when they discover the head it is attached to the shower so it's a shower head waka 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 so and and i will watch just about any slasher movie i can get my hands on and i i can't recommend this one i i just not in good conscience <laughs> where would you put that when compared to like something like uh final exam which i know you didn't like final exam oh i think i would like final exam better than i liked this one because at least really? final exam was so ridiculous in parts that it didn't feel boring yeah the worst thing that a horror movie can be is boring 
Any movie. Any movie. <laughs> just any yeah. movie, yeah. But particular yeah. for me, particularly horror, because it's like you can't like do something. <laughs> right. You have so many less rules and other movies yeah. have to adhere to. Right. Okay. Uh, anything else? To all a good night? Uh, a to all uh, Nope. That's all I need to say about that movie. <laughs> We're getting a lot of time and I've, I, I have movies I want to talk about and some that don't deserve much time. So I'm going to burn through like four right now. You ready That's for cool, this? That's cool because I only have one more. So Okay. Well, oh, we got time. I, I, I almost want to spend more time on like one or two of these and so real quick here uh documentary double header dinosaur 13 i threw on the roulette i i actually sat down and watched that one very good you guys would like it it's like uh a little bit frustrating like making a murderer except a documentary about dinosaur bones um police government corruption I do watch that. you guys both should watch it it was very entertaining i really like that one another one uh into the abyss is a Werner Herzog film, um, ah. documentary, death penalty. This guy's going up, uh, he's on death row, he's going to be executed in eight days. Um, evidence is damning. He more than likely did it. And just for the love of God, don't let Werner Herzog narrate my life story <laughs> because everything he does sounds like... Have you seen Grizzly Man? Uh, no, no, but it's like... <laughs> And then when did you go to the gym? It's it's like he's that hyper hardcore German where it's like everything sounds like Hal Hitler. It <laughs> rough. It's rough. It's rough. It, it, it was a decent oh. doc. It went on fifteen minutes too long, and I, I the death penalty. We that's happy stuff. Um, yeah. Okay, got those two off. Two more. Uh, the two that Jess gave me, Blowout, Brian De Palma. Oh yes, yeah, very good film. I actually, I, I need somebody to do a little research for me. Which came out first, Blowout or The Conversation, Coppola? Uh, I believe The Conversation, but give me one second. Okay, uh, because hell of a lot of comparisons between these two films. Have you seen The Conversation, Jess? I have not, but I did once we watched once I watched Blowout. I did some, you know, background mm-hmm. looking up, and that was one of the movies that it was recommended. Um, and it's on Netflix, so I have no reason to not watch it. I just haven't gotten around to make, it. Yet. Make that a priority because I adore the conversation. I've been tooting the horn of that movie ever since I, I many times on the show, and they have it did come so out much, first. They have so much in common. I mean, so much that it almost I was like, Blowout is Blowout's ripping this movie off. Um, but then I was like, wait, which one came for about the same ballpark? And I'll tell you on just about every level, I'll take conversation. Uh, if I had not seen the conversation first blowout, I would be loving it to death. And I mm-hmm. really appreciate the film. It was very well made, but the conversation's better. And the conversation came out in 1974 and blowout came out in 81. Oh. Uh, That's a drastic. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, put me in the conversation fan camp. That's where I'm at. No, that's totally fine. I mean, I need to watch it, and I'm sure that I will love it. I loved Blowout. I mean, I just, I, DePaul, I loved it. Oh, I'm far from giving and, it a negative review. Right. It's well, definitely yeah. a thumbs up, but it's just, <laughs> it, it has so many shades of the conversation without being the conversation. You know what I'm saying? It's Yeah, I'm going to have to watch it so I can see the comparisons and stuff I, like that. I love it. it. It's so good that it makes its spiritual sequel entertaining, and that is Enemy... Uh, Will Smith. What yes. was that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Enemy of Enemy the State. Enemy of the State. Yep. Yeah. Spiritual sequel to that movie. And it, it makes it 
so much better. Like, that's how I came to the movie. I watched Enemy of the State. I'm like, oh, that was okay, kind of throwaway action movie, whatever. And they're like, oh, maybe spiritual sequel to The Conversation. I'm like, what's that? I go watch that. I'm like, holy shit, that movie rules. <laughs> Rewatch the... Was that was that an actual uh, sequel? Like, no, I, is spirit- that a- I heard spiritual sequel, okay. which means... Eh, I don't know what it means. But it, if you watch okay. those two movies back to back, could totally be a sequel gene gene hackman ah, is in okay. both it's it, he is the carry through character and he's doing the exact same damn thing he was doing in the conversation um so anyway yes big thumbs up it's a good movie but borrows a lot from that and next uh the red shoes j horror we've talked about from yeah. a time or two uh the red shoes is i'll give it a thumbs up uh it would be <laughs> a, a mild one i'm, I'm not gonna I didn't love it, didn't hate it. It just I'll give it a pass. Um It's really wacky. <laughs> no, I you know, I don't even think it's that wacky. It's it's everything that I associate with a J horror. There is some object or person or place that is uh taken obsessed or uh, hoarded over by, by an evil spirit. vengeful spirit and it's pissed off for one reason or another. In this case it happens to be a pair of red shoes. Uh the MacGuffin this time is a little more silly, but whatever. <laughs> It has some creepy parts. It has some insanely gory parts, which is a little unusual for J-horror. They don't usually get too gory. That's probably why I liked it a lot, too. (laughs) Because it does have some crazy... The ceiling thing? The hair, especially with the hair. Oh, yeah, the ceiling ceiling thing. thing. stole the show. Yeah. (laughs) The the thing with the kid before they took her to the hospital, that was just straight messed up. It was like, why? Why? Why is this... uh, Anyway, uh... And with the hair... Yeah. In the, in the storefront? Yep, yeah. yep, I know. It, it was a J-horror. We're all talking cryptically well, here? I, yeah, <laughs> on purpose, but at the, at, the, at the end of the day, I was just like, it's a J-horror. It's, yeah, I got it, yeah. Yeah, well, I liked it a lot. I, I That was one of the first ones I think I saw. I got that from, like, on a whim from Netflix when I was in high school, and I, I don't think I had seen quite – I'd seen Ring and Shudder and stuff like that. But that was the first one that was really more – like you said, it's more gory, so I was like, what? Okay, this is interesting. Well, and maybe that's a thing with uh, us that are forgiving of J horror. It's it's always you, you hit the majors with the ring and like the eye or something like that, and then you yeah. move on to like well, I want I want more, and you get something that's just a smidge more obscure, and then you kind of cling to it like oh that because yep. that's the first one. So that makes and it was like this is good. No, yeah. yeah, it makes that totally makes sense. And for me, it was uh, other movies, which I'm we hope we'll get to. But <laughs> yes, we will. I've watched so ma- so many now that it's like. I got it. I got the formula. For no, you know what the next one would have been for me was uh, Tale of Two Sisters. Which, Ooh, that's a good movie. Shit. Oh yes, and that's why oh, I that like movie's great. As much as I wanted to, that movie is a freaking masterpiece. Oh wow, I love it. Uh, there's four. I've I think I've crammed them in in <laughs> more than record time. Record time. Uh, Eugene, give me t- give me a couple. Okay, so. Um... I watched one that Jess reviewed on Roulette, and I have I have to bring it up here uh, because we have to have a, a conversation about uh-huh. this. Oh god, here <laughs> it comes! Interesting. I I know yes. that tone of voice. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have a conversation. Like your dad always is dad. No, yes, <laughs> I dad. No. No, he means uh, Gene Hackman is going to be recording this, and John Travolta yes. will be putting it together with yes. this video. Who gets murdered? That's the question. Oh, oh boy! Oh, I, that this took a really weird turn. I like that. Um, Gene Hackman is thrown into uh, into this mix. Um, okay, so 
I watched Switchblade Sisters. All right. Um, oh, like, oh, here we go. And about halfway through, I'm like, okay. So, um, all right, here we go. Let's, let's get, <laughs> let's move on with this. And then I'm like, holy shit, when's this going to be done? Cause I hate <laughs> oh. everyone in this movie. <laughs> And by credits rolling, I'm like, I want the Earth to just blow up right now in this movie. Because that's the only good thing that can come out of this movie. And, and I, I'm so curious. Like, I'm, I, I have a feeling I missed something. Like, I think you did. I, I think you I'm did. I'm not sure why. Because, uh, like, Quentin Tarantino likes this. And Jess likes this. And usually you and I are on the same level here. I'm like, what am I missing here? Because... I hated every person in this movie with a oh, well, passion. I, I, I never this. said they were nice people. <laughs> I never said No, they, they're they not. Were. But they're, and not, they're not, they're not likable, but they're also dumb they too. Really like they're, dumb. they're stupid and it's just random 70s people doing things and then. And you explained it perfectly in your review too. You're like, and then, they, you know, she sleeps with this guy and then I'm like, but I'm like, what? Like, I'm missing something. Quentin Tarantino likes this movie. I don't think it's it's that you're missing something. I think that you were expecting too much out of it. (laughs) I probably was, yeah. When I reviewed it and I gave it, you know, I I loved it. I thought it was great. I don't mean that it's great as in it's an awesome movie and all the characters are really interesting and complex. I mean, it's great for an exploitation movie. In that, that's a low bar. That's a low bar, you know. Most most exploitation (laughs) movies are terrible. Because yeah. I don't know. I thought it was fu- I thought it was hilarious. I was laughing my ass off the whole time when they come around that corner with that tank car. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I, okay, <laughs> okay. Let me be the impartial. Eric, you're gonna have to watch hold on. It. Let me let me yeah, be the impartial uh, jury and judge here. Uh, what I am hearing is that Jess has stumbled on to Eugene's. Uh, hmm. Horror, dyslexic horror tastes, which is oh. you're sure that this is something he's absolutely bound to love, and then he watches it and is like, "I absolutely hate this, and kind of hate you now that that I watched it." Um, <laughs> I'm upset that you made me watch. Whether that, whether that's balanced or accurate, God only knows. But I'm somewhere in the middle there, so maybe I'll tell you what for next, not next episode, but for the episode after next episode, I will have, have yeah. it watched by then. Um, okay. And I will have a review, and I'll tell you what I think. I, I honestly don't know what to think between the two of your reviews, <laughs> because yeah. if you stumble into Eugene's dark corner, there, like that dude, still hates hobo with a shotgun, and I don't understand that because that should be right <laughs> in his wheelhouse. But you know, yeah. there are just some movies that just I don't mean, click with him. I don't love him. that movie. It's okay. Yeah. I didn't say There's love. Some movies that... I didn't. I right. just, just general, <laughs> general <laughs> thumbs up like. Nope. Uh, but homework assignment. I will watch it before uh, two episodes from now. I don't know. It's absurdity. Just I, I, I'm really interested to see what you say, Eric. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. I mean, what what could have saved this movie is if a whole bunch of like cannibals would have just all leapt <laughs> That's in the screen. The problem. You thought I know, it and wasn't a machetes and yeah, and movie. fake <laughs> brains and dicks chopped off. And now Honestly, I'm in. I, I now don't I'm have in. Have a great track record with movies that have sisters or sisterhood or pants in the title so god only knows what's going to happen with this um, maybe it's me maybe that's it maybe it's just because i'm i, I it's the fee it's like yeah i want to be a part of a gang like you that girl, you girled out on us for a minute it's that girl yeah uh, eugene one more oh okay so um you'll get another oh, round man. after this but give me give me another one okay um 
I'll go with, okay, I, I got to talk real quickly about a recent horror movie that came out called Anguish that got really good reviews. And so well, I read it. About that. Well, yeah. And I think that this, uh, I, I think that I am the wrong age bracket for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> wrong gender for the last movie, wrong age bracket. <laughs> so is this a um, movie for me then? <laughs> ser- seriously, Jess, I think that you should watch it. Um, I just got scotch is, up my it, nose because of that. <laughs> <laughs> it is impeccably made. It, it looks beautiful. Um, it's just, uh, um, it makes me feel old. It's, uh, it's... Is this why you guys haven't watched Unfriended yet? <laughs> no, uh, I haven't watched that because uh, it looks horrible. Uh, <laughs> it was it was much better than you thought it than I thought it would be. Well, here's here's why. Okay, so it's it's supposedly a true story about this girl. Um, uh, her and her mom were driving to they're driving somewhere, and she gets out of the car uh, angry at her mom, and she gets hit by a car. She gets killed, and uh, so her spirit possesses this other girl that has uh, mental issues. And uh, supposedly this is a true story. And so the whole movie is, is it's not so much a possession movie as it is, is this, is this teenage girl, uh, is it just her mental issues that she's having? Or is she actually maybe kind of possessed she by She like an girl? identity disorder or something like that? Uh, she's just very, like she takes medication and right. her mom is concerned with her. But everything is so, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word for it, but everything is so, everybody's glum. To the point where it feel it takes you out of the movie where you're like it feels like everybody's acting like everybody's sad and glum and looking around and then the camera does artsy shots and <laughs> emo hipster shots of things and then the, I don't this think girl emo's a thing any, anymore I think I don't think yeah I, I, I know I think in high school but I think it's even it's even outdated now <laughs> I think so too so I'm not even sure what to call it but it's just like, I, I I I have an 11 year old emo is alive and well. Because <laughs> the whole movie reeked of pretentiousness for some reason, and it got good reviews. And so I might just be old now, and I just don't get it. But it's like this isn't scary. This is yeah, it's well shot, but everybody is just pissing vinegar, walking around. It sounds like it lived up f- to the the title. It sounds like it. It's they're all it, very full of anguish. It lived up to yes. what it was selling yeah. itself on. Yes, Eric, there is a. 99.9% chance that you would have the exact same review hmm. of this movie. It just, it feels like a movie that you would well, know. There's a 99.99% <laughs> chance I'll never watch this movie. So. <laughs> Cause this, I hated it. I hated Where the lead actor. Amazon Prime, or oh. not Amazon Prime, Amazon Streaming. I actually rented this one because it got such good reviews. I did. And he was in I did. I'm like, you know, I would say that he got <laughs> yes, his money. Yes, I for was. It. I mean, it got really good reviews, and there was a couple genuinely creepy parts, and the whole thing, I'm like, okay, so I'm not sure how soon after It Follows this movie was made, but they're very much trying to go after that feel, but it fails on every single level that It Follows worked, and I loved It Follows. That was a great movie, but mm-hmm. this movie here, damn. But, but that's, oh, a, that's a fine line when you start treading into that territory of it, it, fo- it, is. it follows it truly is. like the horror version of Drive. Uh, which which yeah. is yeah. a that's a son of a bitch of a tone to pull off. And you either completely, it is. And they either got completely it right. nail it or you completely brick it. Yeah. But yep. Jess, I really want you to watch because I seriously, I think that it is a I think that there is a good movie in there and I think that certain people would probably really like the movie. 
Um, it's just I'm a 40 year old <laughs> dude, and it just feels like something that a 20 something. I, I I don't know. I'm like I am now officially old. Well, whenever it becomes free, because I'm not paying for it. <laughs> you should you should because you you might hate it because I just every time someone opened their mouth, I'm like you're acting, you're glum, and you're acting, and that pisses me off when yeah. you're acting. I <laughs> like we hate tell. that shit. <laughs> yes, I could tell. So anyway, I'm Jess, done. over to you, double header. Actually, it's just going to be a one-hitter because I just got one left. Okay. So I watched Reincarnation. Oh, I'm sweating. I, I uh, This is one of those movies where I've pumped it up so much that I'm afraid that it's going to be just like, oh, I hated it. No, actually, I liked it. I think I, probably, I think I might feel the same way about it, though, that you feel about Red Shoes. Okay. Where... It was good. I enjoyed it, and it was definitely one of the better eight films to die for I've seen. I didn't realize that's what it was until I started turning on. I turned it on, and then it was like all the trailers from all the other eight horror films to die for that I've seen. They were awful, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you texted me about the, the eight. Please don't be this. Yeah, you said, this part of the eight films, and I'm like. it was like it put on a trailer for the Hamiltons, and I loathed, loathed that oh, movie. I honestly. You know, there, I'm with you. Just, that was I terrible. I don't know if I've seen another of the eight films to die for. You don't. I mean, there are some. Grave that, Dancers. Are, Actually, the After one? Dark, yeah. yeah. Ah, I like No, no, I, I own it. Is okay. I own it. It's okay. There, there are a few good ones. Um, I just, are, is the After Dark the same? Is After Dark and Eight Films to Die For the same thing? Or is that two separate uh, as the thingies that happen? As the middling horror fan on the show, I associate After Dark with being far worse than Eight Films to Die For. Yeah, I think that I think that's accurate. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Reincarnation, um, it is a tale of reincarnation. I mean that that is a a fairly Eastern um, practice, like uh, a belief system that isn't really something that we do a whole lot with here. Um, but basically, this this actress is is you know she gets hired as an actress to star in this movie about this uh, horrible thing that actually happened in this hotel where this man killed a bunch of people and filmed it on like a, a whatever eight millimeter camera. Um, and she starts realizing that she might be a reincarnated version of one of the victims and da 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 it goes on and on and on. <laughs> oh, not in a bad way. Uh, but, it, is a, um, it is a touch <laughs> long, I, I admit. It is a little bit long, um, but no, I enjoyed it. And But what really sold it for me is, okay, so pretty much if, if there's a horror movie and it's got a creepy doll in it, <laughs> I will watch it. I will probably yep. see that in the boy movie. No matter mm. how awful it looks, and I'm not talking about the, the boy movie that is about the serial killer. I mean the boy movie that's about the puppet, yeah, I guess. I got you. I will see that. So if it's got a creepy doll in it, I'm down. If it's got a creepy kid and a creepy doll in it, oh, I'm, it's it's likely to terrify. I'm, me. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm yeah. not kidding. About the second time that doll showed up, my my roommate at the time was like, "You know what, dude? I got I got. I'm just gonna go to my mom's for dinner. I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm just <laughs> tell me when it's over." I'm See, I, it wasn't as like it didn't scare me as much as um, Shutter or Ring Ringu, I should say, did. Mm. Um. And it's not as good of a movie as, like you said, Tale of Two Sisters. Yeah. That That's a masterpiece. Yes, it is. But no, Reincarnation was good. I mean, for J- it's it's Japanese, correct? Yes, or I believe it? so. Okay. Yes. Um, for J-Horror, I, I enjoyed it. I it, It's sort of the, the one thing that it gets me with um, Asian horror movies that are sort of have a lower budget. They all kind of look like they're shot on like, like home video. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's something that makes it a little bit creepier for me because it doesn't look all polished. It doesn't look like a movie. Yeah. It looks like I'm watching someone's home video, and this whole thing is like home video of this man killing people. And I'll just tell you what, they don't take any, you know, they don't they don't hold back any punches here. They they kill kids, they do all kinds of stuff, and, and you see it where a lot of American films will hold off on things like that. And that's what I like about foreign horror movies, or foreign movies in general, is that they're willing to go places that a lot of American movies want. Oh, ain't that the freaking truth? And I, th- yeah. I think yeah. with Reincarnation, what sold it for me so hard was that the, as far as J-horror goes, the... Uh, MacGuffinish thing, like we talked about the red shoes, it's these shoes. Uh, in yeah. the ring, it's the videotape. In, in this, it was, uh, actual event that they were mm-hmm. mirroring. So, so there was a much thicker story that I was getting involved in. Yeah. Um, cause you like really go in depth with different characters, like it with, with the people the who were murdered. Like if you're the... not paying strict attention, you're gonna get lost. Uh, yeah, you're gonna miss something. Cause it's, so thick especially i mean subtitles for one and uh-huh. yeah it's not something that you can just kind of look up and go oh okay this is happening no nope. wait a minute hold on no phones allowed and, but no movie. that but then that, the, the then, then they throw in the freaking doll and it's yeah the doll we're gonna is, be together forever we're gonna be together <laughs> forever oh shit. and it's just, the weirdest just, looking thing i've ever seen big eyes it is the weirdest looking doll <laughs> scary as but, nothing walks down the hallway I'm just. Oh my god! I honestly yeah, that, have not. I, was like, I haven't nope. watched it. In, <laughs> I haven't watched it in at least mm, seven years. I'd be like, I, I don't care if I'm a reincarnated <laughs> version of somebody. I'm done. I don't care. I don't need to know the rest of the story. I'm just leaving. But in that same vein as uh, Tale of Two Sisters, where it, it it did some kind of jumpy scares that were slow yeah. and totally unexpected, like um, the library. All of a sudden, that's what I was just gonna. Yeah. that's what I was just gonna say. The, the with the faces, and the, the, faces the hands, and, my, and at the beginning, at the beginning when um, the guy hits the guy with the, the other guy with his truck, yeah, and yep. all the faces in the woods kind of like yep. illuminate, and that's some really creepy cinematography going on there. And especially for an eight films to die for, where it's not a low, it's not a big budget movie. There's not a whole lot going yeah. into it. There's a lot of nice aesthetic going on in that movie, except for the one thing that was always so distracting. And it was her damn vanilla fudge shirt. <laughs> because all I could see was vanilla fudge. <laughs> oh. For like 90% of the movie. And I'm like, what is this? What is vanilla fudge? Like, why, why are you, why do you keep wearing this shirt every day? <laughs> Jess, do you have a favorite uh, killer doll type or a scary doll type movie? A favorite killer doll or scary doll? Hmm. I do love my doll movies. <laughs> I'm a. I mean, aside from Chucky, what there was that? What was that yeah. black and white one that I, I think even Mystery Science Theater covered it? But that movie was still freaking creepy as hell. Black and do you white remember? doll movie. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I'm thinking of Dead of Night, but that's not it. That's just an anthology with the ventriloquist doll. Yeah. Um, well, and there was a couple. There was one or two Twilight Zone episodes as well. Talkie Tina is one of my favorite. Yes. Uh, oh, Twilight that's Zones so good. Time. Yes. I like Puppet Master. I. Like yep. even the second Puppet Master, I've seen all of them, but the first yeah, the two first, are the only the, ones worth watching. Uh, no, the, the third one with in World War Two with the Nazis, mm-hmm. that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, at any rate, with uh, back yeah. steering it back to reincarnation, uh, like I said in my review, when it was like a horror movie of the week when we were doing horror thon something two years ago. Um, uh-huh. 
it's what I call a commitment film, and that is put the phone down and pay, let yourself be completely yeah. absorbed by the film, pay strict attention, and you will be terrified. Eugene, if you watch it under those strict circumstances, I think as a mm, sketchy J-horror fan, you would be like, that was one that's a cut above. And I think that that's the case for a lot of um, Japanese and Korean horror is it's where you just need to be involved. Like you can't. I agree. But if, the red shoes the... one, it's like women fighting over shoes. They're fighting over this pair Which of shoes. Where it's... <laughs> I will say the red shoes is not the scariest, but I still enjoyed it. It doesn't have that same eerie atmosphere feeling as like Shudder or Ring or something like that. It has like a couple that. of scenes of gore, though, that are worth the trip. That are so worth it, yeah. It... Now, let's not forget the eye as well. I, I one and two, I thought were yes. very good. I haven't seen the sequel, but the first oh, it's one. Good. Oh, it's good. Shudder is probably yeah. the scare. Like, just that end scene when you figure out what's happening. That was so ah. great. I loved yeah, it. Sorry, Juwan, the, the, the Grudge, one and two, that's tops. Those are great. Those Especially movies. part and two. You know what? I don't. I don't mind the sequel. Or I'm sorry, the remake. Mm. I know that that's that's. It's okay to be wrong. Of, that's horrible. I know it's, it's fine to be wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't think it was as terrible as it was. But no, it doesn't hold a candle to original Juwan. There's there's no way. But for what it is, it's it's a good way for younger generation of Americans to kind of be like, oh, I kind of want to get more into that, so I'll go watch the originals and stuff like that. Eric, I still remember numerous times where you and I would be watching these J-horror movies and we'd be like, okay, let's pause the movie, go out for a cigarette, because <laughs> but that yeah. was right at, that we're was right at the beginning. creeped out. Again, yes, again, it was. If, if you it was. replaced uh, Ringu or The Eye with any one of the, uh, the red shoes, it would have had this same effect because it was a totally new thing to us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it, as, as it happened, I mean, that to me, beginning it was scene, Ringu and the eye, and well, and Eric, do you remember the first time we watched Ringu when, uh, when, when with the picture, with the picture, when they, when you see those the, the like the Polaroid pictures with the faces yep. stretched or whatever, like, <laughs> okay, let's take a break now. Yeah. We're good. Let's and that was season horror fans. Yeah. Yes. But that was a time and place, and then it got overpopulated, and now it's yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. you know, r- The Ring remake was my first, like, PG-13 movie, horror movie I went to go see just with my friend. Like, no parents, no nothing. And I was white-knuckled, like, the whole time. Like, this is terrifying. And then I That's saw the original one later on, and I was like, oh, my God, this is even scarier. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I, I will agree with you, Eric, that watching if, – if you, if you are a person who is interested in getting into J-horror, K-horror, any variety of – Asian horror cinema. It's something that you need to just watch. And I don't mean like you just need to watch it. I mean, you just need to put your phone down. You need to, if you're going to watch it with people, tell them to shut up or whatever. Yeah. If you're new to it, it's even better watch to watch it because that's alone, the only way because you yeah, get so much to watch more absorbed in the, the, I don't want to spoil it. The but atmosphere. The, I don't want to spoil it, but the, the reincarnation aspect of, of what they're doing. And the mm-hmm. amount of people that they introduce in the story that are involved in the story, it, it's a lot bigger than ah, the other uh, other J-horror movies because of the, the it setting. Is. Anyway. Which is why they, it being an eight-films-to-die-for is so surprising because it's like, oh, yeah. okay. I, well, I agree. Okay, uh, anything else to add? We got a whole other round and plugs. We got all kinds of shit to get to. Uh, no, I am all good on my okay. recently watched. I'm going to do one more round. Eugene will do another round, then we'll do plugs and tease. Um... Okay. Real quick, Star Wars Episode Seven. Very good, not great. Moving on, the conspiracy. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not gonna, where am I? Wow. Spend a lot. I was like the least 
in-depth review of Star Wars. I think that's happened since that this movie, movie came out. This movie has been talked to death everywhere really else. Is. Do you want to listen to no, Star good. Wars Dork talk just, about it? No. It's very good. Not quite I'm great. just surprised at your restraint. Yeah, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, the Conspiracy is a... Uh, how do we label this? Uh, found footage horror uh, documentary... Mock- Mockumentary. It's a mockumentary, oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a cool... Wait, is that... Yeah. Is that the one with yeah, the guys? You, oh, that's a good movie. That was a pretty good movie. I, I thought the... My only, my biggest complaint would be I wish they hadn't left the end so vague in the third act. Uh, third act? Third act. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm... I, yep, it's no, that it's, time it's, of the show. No, it's, it's not <laughs> drunk time. It's... I'm, oh. I, I'm busy thinking about the end where it's like... <sighs> They did this. They they constantly do this thing with these kinds of movies where they're like, "We got him, stab, kill the end," and then it's like, "Well, how did you get the footage?" And then they're like, "Oh, it's fake, yeah. but it's not. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe I don't know." Roll credits, and I'm just like, "No." I kind of feel like you didn't you didn't pick an ending, and that's where I'm I'm sort of like eh, on recommendation uh, for non horror people uh, for. for horror addicts definitely check it out (laughs) Uh, i've been scrolling past that one and past that one but i guess i will actually sit down and watch it you'll enjoy it i I would say it it. is half a horror movie but that ending it was like we're vague but we're not maybe it was real maybe not Ooh, wink wink moving on and i'm like come on guys you get like pick pick something or be more subtle uh, it was just a little on the nose, but I enjoyed it more than the nightmare. I'll I'll say that it was more uh, had presented more interesting ideas than that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Anyway, uh, lastly, um, <laughs> this one I've been waiting to talk about. Uh, just finished it up today, and this will uh, we're doing a little bit of time travel here because this pod will not be up until Saturday. But my written review will be going up tomorrow, which is Friday. Uh, and fortunately, this movie is so spoilerific that I will tell you the exact same thing that I said in the review that I wrote in the past, in the future. Um, are you are you channeling my phone? I am. That's what happened. I am. I'm texting <laughs> your phone. Uh, the skin I live in. Oh, mm. nice! Pedro Larry Saratoga. Anyway, continue. Antonio Banderas is in this movie of, that I can't tell you absolutely anything about. Um, no, you really can't. I really, I really can't. If you, I even wrote down in my review, I was going to say, well, if you throw this movie and this movie and this movie in a blender, it's kind of, it's that. But even telling you those side movies would give away too much. And uh, I, I just, I don't want you guys to know anything. And I went into it. Well, I've seen it. When we were we've talked about this in the last couple of weeks, and you said you haven't seen it. The skin I live in with Antonio. Did I? Uh, then I must have been thinking of a different movie because I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Where he's got the, the person in the house. Don't 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 say anything. No. Don't say no, anything. No, okay. no. I didn't say anything spoilery. Yeah. Don't. 
Okay, well, now, at some point in the past, you said you hadn't seen it, I thought. Or you, I must have been you thinking what, of You know what it was? Movie. You said you were looking forward to my review. That was, a, okay. Oh. Uh, I assumed you hadn't seen it from that. No, I, I was looking forward to because I've seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eugene, yes. you need to see this movie. Oh, uh, oh I know, I know. Here, here. Oh, my God. I... Let's put it this way. Uh, for us in the past, my review will be up tomorrow morning. Uh, for those of us in the future, you have to see the movie, and then you can enjoy the review. Because I can't tell you anything about this movie whatsoever without spoiling it, and that would just be a detriment to your enjoyment of the film. So I will only review technical aspects. Gorgeously shot. Mm-hmm. Wonderful story. The only thing I can kind of compare it to without spoiling anything of the plot whatsoever is old boy the last time i saw a movie this fucked up and this beautiful it was old boy where i wanted to cry and take a shower <laughs> it was old boy Ooh, so really we're, at, we're taught we're at, at this is my first pedro film i don't know i love my depth of saratoga mm-hmm. <laughs> and saratoga. i'm going to be adding every single one of his movies that i can because it beautifully shot the details will be up on the facebook page because i wrote them out far more uh in detail than i am going to do here let's just say that my nana watched this movie my nana says like 60 some year old lady who does not generally watch foreign movies and she was like i watched the whole thing and it had subtitles (laughs) did she like it yeah (laughs) My nana watches a lot of Whoa. weird stuff. Where do you think I get nice. it from? Nice. <laughs> I definitely don't get it from my mom. <laughs> I can't, uh, Eugene, I can't imagine you won't like this movie. And I, I would tell you the movies that it compares to that you would also like and would make you excited to see it. But that would give away too much. Even telling you, let, let's just say uh, it's got Antonio Banderas and he's developing a new skin Perhaps thing that you, that you grow and it okay. has a couple of rapes in it and you've been warned. Oh, okay, okay. So it's rapey. It's okay. it's very rapey, but it was shot so well. Oh my god, it was shot so well. <laughs> it was gorgeous to behold, and I have the Blu-ray. You are you're getting Please, it. Please, I would love. I will watch that immediately. He's gonna rent it on Amazon tonight. What? Are, who are we kidding? <laughs> no, 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 Eugene, no, no. Do not do that. If you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna do waste some money, buy the Blu-ray. Okay, now I'll borrow the Blu-ray from you. You've got it. I want to watch it. You will get it in the next trade. Be in the mail. Nice. Excellent. Last round for you. Okay, so I've got one left, and I I wanted to end it on, because the last review was Switchblade Sisters, 70s, um, I wanted to talk about, real, just briefly here, uh, where the 70s atmosphere makes the movie, um, and that would be the Amityville Horror. This is the original Amityville Horror. I rewatched this one. And this is after The Exorcist and the, I think The Omen came before this as well, and maybe The Sentinel. But there's that, there's like a handful of possession, devil type 70s uh, horror movies from the 70s, and I like them all. And I think that Amityville Horror gets kind of an unfair uh, shake with the rest of them. It's not quite as good. Uh, this movie really scares the shit out of me. Every time I watch this movie, I'm like, I'm I'm creeped out with this movie. And some people, oh, it's not, it's nothing like the other one, like the other. Wait, wait, wait. Who are these people? I don't get that perception at all. I, I feel like it's right up there with them. Really? Oh, I've read numerous yeah, reviews. I have to. Like, oh, this is so dated and not scary. Dated, I'm like, boring. what? It's not. Uh, uh, clearly, I, 
people with terrible taste in film. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I would have to forget I, those people. I, I would have to. I know that the blue, like Blu-ray.com. I think their official review. They were like, "This is not scary at all, and this is dated." I'm like, "No, actually, the 70s that that whole feel makes this movie all the creepier to me." Mm-hmm. Um, Still own the VHS of that movie, and, and it's one of those ones that gets creepier as you get older too. It does. I know. Like as, a kid, like, like, as a younger, I think maybe as a new horror fan, a young, I know this is like the theme of the evening, but maybe they, 16, 17 year old, be like, oh, kind of dated, I guess. But I don't know. Because even when I was 16 or 17, I loved that movie. And I, <laughs> yeah. That was one of my first horror movies, actually, in my bedroom. And it, uh, on VHS, I, it was just sort of like I bought it because it was like, I need to explore horror a little bit. Uh, and I had probably seen two other horror movies: In the Mouth of Madness, Evil Dead. Uh, <laughs> seriously, it was it was barely maybe maybe my third or fourth horror movie. Wow! And I watched it with virtually the sound almost off, and still it scared the absolute shit out of me. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, I didn't even have any uh, context for the uh, being dated seventies, whatever. It still was terrifying. I, I think the fact that that the director uses some flash cut, like so. There's like a loud shotgun blast, and then we like freeze frame or we cut to another scene, and it's so jarring. But it's not a, it's almost not a jump scare, but the way it's filmed is, uh, it's so jarring that it's like, oh shit, I'm on edge. I'm now officially on edge. The whole movie, I'm on edge with the score, mm-hmm. with the way it was edited together. And Josh Brolin was great, and Marco Kidder is great. It, yeah, it, 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 the eyes outside the window. Oh, dude, dude that's that where I was like, skill, that still terrifying. scares the shit out of me. I'm like, oh, I've got goosebumps <laughs> going up my. Uh. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that movie up again because it, I think it does get overshadowed by Exorcist, Omen, um, and maybe not the Sentinel, but especially Omen and The Exorcist. This holds its own. It is a great movie, and if you haven't seen a '70s demonic possession type movie this one here check it out it's definitely not as harsh as the exorcist uh but uh, it's it's so good and it gets better with age and i love movies that the older they get the better they get it's like and good wine I'd like to, if, yeah it if is. i drink and, and, wine i guess yes <laughs> and there are certain movies that do that and that's one of the exorcist is another one i'm not going to talk about that tonight but Amityville Horror, upon rewatching, that one does, for me, get better the more I watch it and the older it gets. Trust me, watch the remake. The remake is okay, but this walks all over. Yep. So, anyway, I'm done. Anyway, I'm <laughs> Nothing done. else you want to review? Um, <laughs> no, that's it. Okay. Up to you. And Jess already said she's done. So, uh, round of plugs. Um, I'm going to start... Uh, using my plugs for whatever I've been watch, uh, listening to this week. And this week it has been the podcast Batman the Animated Podcast. And this is a podcast dedicated uh, pretty much solely to the Batman the Animated series from the 90s, which is, in many people's opinion, the best uh, representation of Batman that has ever existed. And it is fantastic. They're interviewing uh, voiceover artists and animators and all kinds of people that have uh, had a hand in Batman the Animated Series. If you haven't watched Batman the Animated Series, shame on you. You need to. This was, uh, it's a brilliant um, juxtaposition of a, a gothic and uh, kind of horror version of Batman while still being safe for your kids to watch. Very dramatic. Very well animated, and 
I think you guys would both love it. It still holds up today. I'm happy. Uh, Eugene, plugs. Uh, for me, uh, make sure that you. Well, I'm probably going to steal Justice Thunder, but uh, join us at the Nightlight. Right now, we're showing Carol, mm-hmm. and I know we didn't really touch on the Oscars, but let's just say, come out and support Carol, please. Yeah, because it's a great somebody movie. got snubbed. We'll no, right, get there. We yeah. got we got a whole month of shows before yes. the Oscars. Okay, so but please support us over at the Nightlight. We're showing Carol. We actually have had a better showing. Uh, the, the crowd attendance at the Nightlight has been better than the other local, not local, but the other major chains around our theater. There's more people coming to our uh, our theater to watch Carol than uh, the bigger chains, and that's fantastic. So um, thanks to everybody out there that's supporting uh, local business and uh, independent cinema. And, other, and also, of course, I, I have to mention uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly, my other show. All right. So uh, check me out on iTunes. Yeah. I uh, uh, Well, in same line with um, The Nightlight, in order to honor David Bowie, we have – Denora and I have uh, organized several showings of Labyrinth, and they've been doing so well that we've actually – just tonight, added a third show. We're going to be doing it a double up on Monday, the 25th. You can still get tickets as of right now if you go to our Facebook page or if you if you look up our uh, Facebook page on the Tilt account. We can get you tickets on there. But the last two shows have sold out within the same day. So if you still want to see Labyrinth at 9.15 p.m. on January 25th, Monday, you need to get it right now. <laughs> Or you might not be able to, and we're not doing any more shows after this one. The third and final. This is your last chance to see Labyrinth on the big screen at the nightlight to honor David Bowie. And yes, you can sing. (laughs) I also wanted to uh, give a shout out to my friend who's uh, just recently started a podcast. They got a few episodes under their belt. I believe I shouted out at them a couple episodes ago. They are the Bang Bang Tang podcast. You can find them on Facebook and figure out where you can listen to them there. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Critic Jess Hicks. And in same line with uh, uh, The Nightlight, actually, we just did book a new film called Only Yesterday, um, which is a new Studio Ghibli film. So stay tuned oh, to our man. website, nightlightcinema.com, where you can soon be seeing showtimes for when we're going to be having that. Awesome. That I look forward to. Uh, tease. Next episode is probably going to be E and E, Eric and Eugene, because Jess is running away. She's leaving. Yeah, yeah. Have to fun Mormon out there. land. I'm going to go hang out with, <laughs> with the Mormons for a while. Actually, no, I'm going to the art house. I am going to Utah. But I'm pretty sure you're specifically Mormons. going to hang going out to with Going to an Mormons. art house yeah. theater conversions. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. Episode after next. She'll Me be wearing a white shirt and a black tie. <laughs> Uh, but I thought for next episode, maybe you, mm-hmm. me, me and Eugene will, we're going to be, uh, <laughs> skipping the roulette. We'll just save that for the episode after. Uh, I thought Eugene and I can bullshit. We'll, we'll talk most anticipated films of 2016. Yep. Um, we'll throw in there a Jess interview yeah. because she has one of those that she has handed off to us. So she will be with us in spirit. I, I mean, can we tell and, them who it's about so, or who it's nope. about? Oh, okay. All right. All nope. right. All Stay right. tune. Tease, tease. Leave tease, them hungry tease. for more. Let's just say it's big. It is big. Let's put it you that guys way. should listen. <laughs> that's right. Tune in next episode to Z. Uh, that's all I have for tease. Eugene. That's it. Um, uh, <laughs> and that's it. Nothing. Anything. 
Give me a couple of films that you will uh, want to review for next episode. That's all you have to do. <laughs> uh, the Revenant. I'm hoping to watch The Revenant by next week. Um, I'm hoping to watch tomorrow if yes, I can get Eugene I know. out of his house. I if might you, be. I'm, if he if he won't, I, I already texted him. I was like, I, I know. The showtime, maybe. And he's like, eh. I'll tell you what. If Eugene will venture out of his homestead to come watch a movie with me, I'll go watch The Revenant. Otherwise, eh, I'm going to watch Star Wars again. <laughs> oh, no, The Revenant is top of the list. Actually, um, I, I saw at the Dollar Theater they have the... Uh, the Ron Howard movie that didn't do so hot. I uh, have yeah, whale, the whale in the one, ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Thor versus so I, Thor yeah. versus Thor giant ver- whale. Now on that, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah. it looks so, good. It, lo- it does look it, really yeah. good. Yeah, so I think uh, my wife and I are going to go watch that on Saturday. So a couple of theatrical movies coming up, but as far as uh, Blu-rays, I mean, I. <laughs> I've got the American Ninja set. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have to talk about that? No, I don't want to waste time. So, okay. yeah. Well, on to you, Jess. Yeah. Um, well, while, while I'm in Mormon land, Utah, um, uh, because the art house is, is affiliated with Sundance, I'm going to be actually seeing a few movies. So I'm going to be seeing um, a movie called Dragon Inn, which is a movie from the 60s. Mm. Um, it's like basically quintessential martial arts classic film from what I understand. So I'm looking forward to that because that's a genre that I am not familiar with that I would like to be a little bit more familiar with. I'm going to be seeing something called The Last Days in the Desert, which stars Ewan McGregor. And it's, um, a fictional account, obviously, of, uh, because we don't know, of what Jesus did while he was wandering around in the desert. And he, uh, Ewan McGregor is Jesus and also the devil, so that should be interesting. And what I'm wow. most looking forward to is The Lobster, starring uh, Colin yes. Farrell. Um, <laughs> it's directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. And uh, basically, it's a dystopian future, <laughs> right? It's a dystopian future where single people are taken to a hotel where they have like 45 days to find a romantic partner or they get turned into an animal of their choosing. His choosing, evidently, would be a lobster. So I'm really interested in seeing that. I can't wait. So, so I'll have those reviews ready for you by the time I get back. Colin Farrell in a comedy i mean in bruges is amazing it is so I love it. i'm i'm in i watched that trailer was like that's that has to be amazing <laughs> uh okay we've gone plenty long we've touched on everything we need to touch on uh that's gonna be it for this episode uh everybody say goodbye bye good bu- uh, thanks. goodbye thanks. <laughs> good, good thanks good thanks <laughs> i'm eric marner i'm Eugene weaver see ya bye